Will you stand with me? Let's read uh, uh, Romans chapter 12. We're going to read verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. God has already said that he's given you his divine love, grace, Holy Spirit, peace, faith, comfort, power, hope, patience, kindness. Uh, he, you, you get to share in his glory. You already get his honor, his righteousness, his forgiveness, his reconciliation, his justification, his security, his eternal life, his freedom, his resurrection, his sonship, and his ongoing intercession. He's already given you all of that. In chapter 12, verses, Romans verses chapter 1 through chapter 11, now he says, in light of all of that, here's what I want you to do. Verse number 2. Let's pick it up in the message translation. Be careful now. Read at your own risk. Here we go. Read it with me. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that into it without even Don't get so used to the culture that you turn your brain off and just do what they tell you to do. Be, be careful. Don't, don't let the music you listen to become so normalized that you turn your brain off and not realize what you're listening to. Don't, don't get so comfortable with the movies you watch. That when they call in God a tree, you missed it. <laughs> Don't get so comfortable with the movies you watch. That instead of praying for somebody, you put a curse on them. Happy New Year, Pastor. Happy New Year. It's going to be all right. Don't become so used to your culture that you miss the fact that we're setting up a world that don't need men. Leave it alone, Pastor. Just keep going. Leave it a happy new year. Let's keep going. All right. I done lost 15 of you already. Come on. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for this so long. Oh, my God. Anyways, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, instead, fix your attention on Now, notice what it didn't say. Don't fix your attention on your favorite Instagram pastor. <laughs> I'm walking in it now. We're in cotton now. We're in cotton. Don't, 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 don't fix your attention on, 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 on your TV preacher. It says fix your attention on You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Woo, I can stay right there all my life. Re re understand what he wants and don't delay. It says quickly. In other words, as soon as you hear it, make the adjustment. Quickly respond to it. Here we go. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down in of immature. Twenty million people love listening to gossip, and you don't even realize that you were listening to gossip. And you love the gossip so much, you shared it, not even realizing. 
that as a Christian, you shouldn't be sharing gossip. But since gossip sells in our culture, you want to sell it in the church. Preach, Pastor. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2024, where we just talk about whatever the secular world wants to highlight. I don't have to call no name. If you don't know what I'm talking about, God bless you. Here we go. Here we go. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. In other words, if all you're doing is listening to the media, social media, movies, you're scrolling all your life, and you're not reading the word, then no wonder we have all devolved into immaturity. No wonder the things that get us excited is have you heard. Now, and you're not saying have you heard what God said, but have you heard what the most popular drama has said. And because of that, we suffer with a level of immaturity as opposed to develop well-formed maturity. You may be seated. Lord, y'all sitting quiet today. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you're in the atrium today, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Will you help me applaud every person that's gathered in the atrium? Come on, somebody. Well done, well done, well done. Uh, today, I simply have, I have, a very, I have two very simple thoughts that I want to share with you. Um, we're, we're starting a series on cycles, how to break bad habits, and, uh, and how to create good ones. Today, I simply want to establish that we create these cycles and sometimes we don't even realize we're doing them. Then I want to remind you of, of, the, of, of the vision and dream God has for each one of us individually and I want to encourage you to dream again. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, the, the culture seeks to, to change us from the inside out and if we're not careful, we'll simply go along was the process. Here's what it actually says now in uh, the NASB translation. It, it says this. It says, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be, come on everybody, do not be, one more time, do not be, don't be conformed. If you do nothing, you will be conformed. Because the world's job is to make sure you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, what it looks like when you look like it. So here's what it's going to look like. The world simply says this. The world says, I, I, I want to mold you. I want to mold you into, hold on. Oh, there we go. Here we go. There you go. The world says, um, I want you to look just like me. So just like a good icing on the cake, the world says, I want you to look like the rest of us, so I want to make sure that you all come out looking the same, so if the world loves to gossip, you're going to love to gossip too. If the world loves to believe that God is a tree, that's what you're going to do, because the world wants you to look just like it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the danger we face, that the world says, I'm going to look, I'm going to make you think like the rest of us. And God says, mm -mm, not so with you, because I want your mind to be transformed. In other words, he says, um, 
He says this to you and he says this to me. He says, first of all, if you don't like the product, then maybe you need to change the pattern. If you don't like the fact that you're getting the picture number six, then the only way to change this is to change this. He says, if you don't change this, you're going to keep getting this picture. If you don't like the product, change the pattern. Let me flip it around. You say, I don't like number six. I like number 10. Good. You want number 10? Then you got to change the pattern. No pattern change, no product change. No pattern change, no picture change. We got too many Christians trying to change the number without changing the pattern. Ladies and gentlemen, you're looking like you don't believe me today, so let me help you out. If you got some bad kids that embarrass you in public, you can blame your mama, you can blame anybody you want to blame, but the truth of the matter is you got a bad parenting pattern that created the kid that you got. <laughs> All right. Um, if... If, if you broke and you're struggling financially, then maybe you need to stop calling Amazon as much as you do. But you can't say, I'm a good steward and Amazon show up every day at your house. I might be, I might be talking a little personally here. <laughs> okay, let me talk about me. 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 <laughs> this is the first. This is the first service I could do that. All the others I had to speak because Jada wasn't here. Anyways, um, uh, if if you need to lose forty pounds like me. You can blame everybody. But the problem is, there's a bad pattern somewhere that's producing the extra 40. I did, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. So the problem becomes, Pastor Conrad, you cannot be eating popcorn at 10, 10, 30, 11 and talking about, I'm losing weight. There's a bad pattern somewhere that's creating the picture and the product that you got. Therefore, if you want to change the product, change the huh. If you keep dating the wrong dude. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. It, <laughs> <laughs> every time you dating the wrong dude that have the same traits can you please quit dating the dude can you please quit stop blaming the dude it's because you got a pattern and that pattern of desperation is producing something 
If you don't, do I need to stop or can I keep going? Can I keep going? <laughs> if you don't like the marriage you're in, I can't believe God couldn't love me to bless me with somebody like this. First of all, you selected him or her. So maybe it's because you're not producing the pattern that God has prescribed, which is why you don't like the outcome in the product that you have in. All I'm trying to say is, can we quit blaming everybody else about the stuff and the habits that we got and start looking at the pattern so we can see why what's happening to us is happening? See, one of my mentors, if you look at his sermon notes, one of my mentors simply said this. He says, we got too many people with uphill goals and downhill habits. You got goals that are lofty, but when they look at your daily activity, it's going this way, not that way. Today, I want to simply remind us of something you already know. Here it is. Number one says, if, 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 if you don't like the product, you have to change the if you don't like what you're producing, then look, take, an, take, a, take, a, take a reflection, reflect a little bit on, why is this happening? And then you'll see a whole lot of light come to fruition. Now, the, the, the challenge is, if you will ever change your pattern, then God will change the product. But you don't want to change your pattern, so instead, you blame God about the product that you got. And God is saying, can you just, can you just address the, the bad habits that you have that's producing what you don't like? Now, some of us are so smart and, and we're we, 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 we so spiritual and we over-spiritualize this stuff. We say something like this. We say, we, we pray that God will change the product and then we pray against the pattern. That's because we spiritualize it. So it looks like this. Don't let prayer become the substitute for addressing your pattern. Let me help you out. I don't care how many times you come down this aisle talking about, I rebuke these 40 pounds in Jesus' name. I don't care how much you blame the devil. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Devil, get out of me. Devil, devil call fat. Get out of me. I don't care how much you do it. If you're still eating like an like a, a unwise person. <laughs> if you're eating at 40 like you ate at 12, we got a problem. If you still love McDonald's at 35, we got a problem. Lord of mercy, if you love McDonald's at 60. You done wasted a lot of years. <laughs> but don't, don't blame the bad pattern on God. Nor should you try to rebuke the bad pattern. What he wants you to do is address it. Don't spiritualize it. Because we got too many Christians left walking around blaming the devil. I rebuke and you go on for your bad pattern. It don't make sense to rebuke you. I rebuke the devil out of you, kid. No, 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 no. Your kid is just repeating what you have shown them. Lord of mercy. The other day I heard my son talking to my daughter. He said, hey, come over here now. 
I'm like, sir, why would you ever do that? You invite your sister to come over here. Later on, I'm going to bed. Jada, with her little smart self, come beside me and say, by the way, do you know where your son gets that from? <laughs> I said, even if it's true, I don't want to know that. Just uh, pray for me. Then, 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 then she continues, because my wife loves to continue. She continues. So then she says, then she said, then she said, then she said, you know how when you go home, <laughs> you know how when you go home to Jamaica and your whole family is there, your sisters have to remind you, ain't nobody here work for you. So don't order us around. Don't tell us what to do. Ain't nobody here work for you. <laughs> well, I don't know why she's clapping over there talking about, yes, Lord, yes. But hey, 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 if you don't like the product, change the pattern. Don't, don't, don't call the devil out of your son. Just watch what you're modeling. And if you change the way you model, it will automatically affect the next generation. But don't blame them for what you have showed them. Good God Almighty. You love to hear my drama, huh? How about yours? Talk about your own drama. Talk about your own drama for two minutes real quick. Let's see what you're going to talk about. Because you love your mind, boy. You're like, ooh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Number, 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 <laughs> number four, watch this one now. Because some of us, what we love to do is we love to blame our changeable patterns. So, so, so it looks like this. The problem is some people blame a changeable pattern as their problem. You ever do that? You, you blaming the change. You can change this, but you think it's been, it's been anointed on your life, so you can't change that. And so now you start blaming. Okay, you're not, you're not the, um, um, there's some kids that, there's some people that just say, I'm just a bad student. And you claim it over your whole life. I'm just a bad, no you're not. You're just a student that have bad study habits. You ain't no bad student. Your, your study habits is revealing what you don't want to do. Okay, okay, you're not, you're not feeling Okay, let me get another one. Um, anybody ever say, I'm just a morning person. I can't help it. I'm just, a, I'm just not a morning person, so I can't do mornings. Now, get me about 10 o'clock, and I'll be awake. No, 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 no. Quit blaming a changeable pattern. Because if you'll stop drinking coffee at 9 o'clock at night, maybe you can't get up early in the morning. Preach, Pastor, preach. You know how I know you're not a, you know how I know you can fix the morning problem? Because whenever American Airlines have a six o'clock flight, you get up at four o'clock and you show up at that airport. Can I get a witness, somebody? I'm, I'm just, the Lord didn't make me that way. He didn't make me that way. Here's another one. I get one more and then I got to move. Here's another one. You love talking about, well, well, I'm just straightforward and I'm just frank. It's just the way God made me. So I just, I mean, if they can't take it, they just can't handle me. Or some single woman talking about, well, well I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm just going to tell it as it is. So, so if he can't take it, take the heat, then he need to get out of the kitchen. No. You just mean That's all that is. Quit telling stories. You are just mean and inflexible and you don't want to change. Somebody got to tell you. You've made it this far and ain't nobody tell you. So I'm telling you today, you just mean. 
the fruit of the Spirit don't have meaning there. Where it was therefore means if you know Jesus, you can think about it long enough to say it in a way that they can receive it. Preach, Pastor. So no more excuse. Change the pattern. Change how much you think about what's the best way to have this conversation so that it's palatable and somebody can receive it. Somebody needs to just let it go. Somebody want to scream right now, thank you, pastor. Don't do it. They sitting beside you, don't do it. Jada, the main one. She want to say, thank you, pastor. Now apply it at home. I can only do this in this service because she's here, so I can tell, I can tell all my business when she's here. All right, here we go, here we go. Come, come, come. Number, number five, number five. Watch it now, watch it. Your pattern will be your legacy. Your, every, every habit you have financially, physically, educationally, spiritually, um, professionally, they will all be the legacy that you leave for your kids. Let me explain. Many of you, you're so smart. You, you've got your little, you know, fun to make sure your kids don't get in the same debt you were going into. And you're trying to do everything you can to help the next generation. And the best thing you really can do is just show them how to love God with the pattern of your life. Jesus. But you're trying to say, listen, you're trying to save all this money for them. But the pattern of your life is so horrific that it don't matter how much money you give them, they're going to blow it when they look at your life. Because they really think money is the way to solve all problems. And you've taught them that. If you just have enough money, you can fix anything. Not God, not Jesus, money. Be careful because the pattern is what will be your legacy. So think about, well, all I'm asking you to do today is think about the top three patterns that you're asking God to make some adjustments in 2024 so that you can live the life, the abundant life that he desires of you. The last one is perhaps the most painful because some of us think that a good heart mm, can't overpower a, hor a, a horrible pattern. You see, some of us think, but I got a good heart. You know my heart. So you think that because you got a good heart, your, your unwise behavior will justify your, 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 your good heart will justify your unwise behavior. And it won't. No matter how good your heart is, if you do something foolish, the ramification still stings. You notice what we do? We try to, we try to have have, have so much good argument telling people, will you, will you just count it to my heart? My, my heart's good though. If you would put that much energy on working on the pattern, instead of that much energy trying to convince somebody to, to, to believe your good heart, then maybe we'll have a good relationship. So still, good, good, but my, you know my heart. I saw the other day, um, while, while I was scrolling, I saw 
couple people, and uh, this guy driving a golf cart, he's so sedated, driving a golf cart, the police pull him over in the golf cart, he's talking about, yeah, well, 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 I'm not in a car, I mean, I'm just in my neighborhood, and it's a gated community, so how are you going to pull me over in my own, he said, because it's still public streets. <laughs> so then his wife marches out, well, no, no, sir, we're not getting no drivers, like, you're not getting no, and the police say, can I please, no, I'm the, no, sir, this, this, get off of my property, this private, hey, listen, a little education will land you in jail, okay? Quit acting like you know everything. And then when the police come and they put the guy in handcuff, you know what the lady says? But just he has a good heart. <laughs> Where was the good heart 20 minutes ago? Instead of disrespecting, just show your good heart. And we wouldn't end up, both of them went to jail. Leaving the six-year-old in the house. All because they thought, but he has a good heart. A good heart can't address a bad pattern. Address the pattern. Keep your good heart. You're so sweet. Keep it. But address the pattern too. Can I get a witness, somebody? Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Don't cry. Anybody need that? Hey, you know you got kids that love to talk about their good heart and that's not what they meant? And you still spank? Well, some of y'all don't do that, but I do. Uh, anybody got good? And they use that as their argument. But, but, but that's, not, that's not my intention. I have a good heart. Okay. I mean, grateful to God. Praise, praise the Lord for your good heart. Now come here. All right. All I'm trying to suggest to you today is that if you don't like the product, you must address the... Everybody together, say it with me the whole phrase. If you don't like the product, you must... Let's say change, so we're on the same page. You must address, you must change the pattern. If you don't like the, you must change the pattern. That's it. Now, I'm going to switch gears with you now. I'm talking about the pattern that keeps us back from being who God's calling us to be. Now, the next part of the problem before I can get into these habits is I want you to see that God's calling you to do some stuff. Every person under the sound of my voice, he's calling you to dream again about what he has for you. And it's his dream for your life. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, he tells the story and he says, I, I, gave, I gave some people five talents. I gave some three. I gave some one. Who is giving? You don't come up with these. God gave them to you. Let me establish that again. You don't come up with these. It is God divinely given to you. Here's the problem I have with most people. You got some five talent people performing and acting as if they got one talent. And then you got some one talent people that are lusting after five talent gifts, abilities, and opportunities. And you will kill your family if he's given you one talent, for you to lust at everybody else trying to get to their five talents when God gave you one to manage. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you this happens so much and they're killing, they're wiping out everything they got trying to be a five talent person when God's only given you one. It happens every single day and houses are destroyed because you have people lusting after something God did not give them because he determines how many talents you got. Not you. He does. 
So let's pick it up now. Look at your sermon notes. Everybody has, to, every human being has two lids, two of them. One you can break through and one you can't. Listen, I plead with you to listen to me on this one. Everybody got two lids. One you can break through and one you can't. Who determines the one you can't? God does. He says you either got five, three, or one. Whichever one he sets you up, he wants you to maximize it. Here we go now. Here we go. So now God says, I want you to operate at your optimal level. And when you do, you will break through this ceiling. Listen now. And the ceiling that you break through will become the new floor of your next season. Ah, let me say it again. Let me say it again. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, I've called you to live a certain life. And I want you to break through this ceiling. But when you break through the ceiling, it becomes the floor of your next level. And now I want you to get to the next level. But to get there, you got to go through some stuff. There are two ceilings. Every leader on the planet needs to know he has. One you cannot break through. Because that is a God limit that he's put on you. And the other, you have many multiple layers that you got to go through to get to this one. And even this one you can break through. You just can't get to the top one. And where most people at the peak of their influence, they try to break through. Listen, they try to break through the limit that God's put on them. And when you do it, you ruin everybody around you. So come here, let me show you. You're welcome for me giving you this one. The two limits. One you can break through, one you can't. The one you cannot break through comes out of Matthew 25 and Romans chapter 12. Don't put verse 2 here, put verse 3. This is verse 3. Verse 3 tells you that there's a limit on what you can do. And that's why God sets it all up. Now, turn it, how do you break through though? Turn it around. Go to the next one. Three things. I promise if you lead in anything, you need to take notes on this one. <clears throat> the first one is you got to break through you. Because <laughs> you... And I have patterns that keep us on the ground. We cannot get through the ceiling that God's called us to because of the patterns we have in our life. This is where this whole series shows up. You've got some, some cyclical patterns that's causing you to not maximize who God's calling you to be. And the problem is nobody else but you. So I have some problems. The, 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 the challenge with our church is that I, this is where I said, I am the biggest limiting factor to what God wants to do with this church. I am. Ain't nobody else me. I'm the limiting factor. Why? Because if I don't do what he's called me to do, then we cannot get to the next level that he's calling us to. And you're the same way in whatever organization you're a part of. Now, let me explain this real quickly. Listen. There is, there is most people in most organizations do 20% of what they really love and are called to do, and then they fool around with the other 80%. Because they have to do it just to survive. Listen to me now. It's your assignment to make sure that 20% of what God's calling you to do, you do that 100% of the time. It is your calling to get to the phase and stage where what God's called you to do, what comes naturally, what he's uniquely gifted you to do, you get to do it 100% of the time. No, that don't come overnight, by the way. That comes over time. But if you don't get there, then you cannot maximize what God's calling you to do. So the second phase then, is, and that creates our lid, is the second one, which is your team. If you don't have the right people around you, you cannot get to where God's called you to be. And my problem and your problem is we got too many people that love people being around us even though they're not good at what they do. Let me say it again. 
you love loyal people who are ineffective and inefficient. But because they love you, you keep them around. Even though you have to do half their work all the time. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. You're keeping them around. Here's what's supposed to happen. Remember I said you have 20% and you should do that 100% at the time? The, the 80%, they should have their 20% and they should do that 100% of their time. So they're operating in their unique giftings and talents that God has given them, but they're doing it to 100%. So now you're operating at 100, they're operating at 100, and it's not, oh, they, I'm not so sure they like me. I might not want them because they don't like me. Because the vision is bigger than you. Oh, God, help us today. Help us today. And then the third one, this is where I was trying to go to. This third one, your tribe. Woo! Your tribe. Got it. Your tribe is the people in your world that you need to change about every three years. This is about five or six critical people who you don't hang out with all the time. But they think at such a different level, they blow your mind. When you go in their presence, you're like, I, I have been playing with some little cars. What the heck have I been doing? Because their level of thinking is such at a different level that they, every circuit in your mind is blown when you're around them. Part of our problem is we love to be around people where we're the smartest people in the room. Because we're so insecure sometimes that when, when we're not the smartest, we think if we're not talking, then they think we're dumb. And sometimes when you're not talking, it's because you're, you're so blown away at, that God will open an opportunity for you to hear people think at a different level so that you can unlock the things he's trying to unlock, which is why he opened the door in the first place. But don't start talking because they'll know you don't know nothing. They will know you're not supposed to be in the room. I'm pleading with you, please. Okay, let me explain. Okay. All right. Um, 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 I, I come out of a Dallas Seminary worldview. Here's what that means. All that means is that the Dallas Seminary teaches you the Bible. You have to do five semesters of Hebrew, and you have to do not five semesters of Greek, and four semesters of Hebrew. You got to learn the language. You got to be able to use it, which is why when we teach the Bible, we turn every word upside down to see what God has to say and what the author's original intent was about this passage and all that. And that's what I'm teaching so good. And for most of the first 12 years of our church, that was my tribe. People who went to Dallas Seminary. And usually I look at everybody else and say, y'all just don't know the Bible. So then, a little pastor from down the street came to me one day and says, um, the Lord sent me to you. Whenever somebody said it, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he introduced me to a whole other world. Four other men that he introduced me to that are all word of faith. Word of faith means that they, they get a word from God and they speak it over your life. That's what they introduced me to, right? But these guys were the best of the best. Any one of them I name, you know them all. They're the best of the best. And they walked me into a room, and we start talking. We've had a relationship for the whole last two years or so. And it's been, my mind's been blown. So much so that they have shifted the way I think. Because they don't think like I was taught to think. They thought at a different level. 
let me explain. So what happened is they looked at me one day and they said, you know what, you're the biggest problem in your church. I said, my daddy don't talk to me like that, so you shouldn't either. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I said, um, you, you know, you should ask me some questions first and then ask me if I'm okay. And, and you can't just come out and say, I'm the biggest problem in your church. You are. I said, I said okay. Uh, well, here we go now. If you let it hurt your feelings and run away, you weren't ready for the next level. <laughs> let me come over here. If because you don't like how they talk to you, you go and blame the color of their skin. You have missed the opportunity that God just opened up. Listen to me. I'm pleading with you to listen on this one. So quickly. So, so, so then, they, then they start talking. You see all the problems that you have with all the stuff you have uh, at your church. You see how you have problems with you don't have enough space and all that. That's because you don't have faith. You say you have faith, but you really don't have faith. I turned my back. I walked away. And then I came back and I pointed my finger. And then I said, thank you. But that's not what I wanted to say. I said, how dear, how, who gave you the audacity to say, I don't have faith? What's wrong with you? But I didn't, none, none of that came out. I just said, can you explain more? Then they said, your problem is that you came from a broke environment in Jamaica. And so you know what it means to be broke. You know what it means to not have food on the table. And your problem is you're so terrified that you might go back there, that you don't want to trust God in a place where you're so vulnerable that you could go back or you could go to another level. Oh, my God. On the inside, I cussed, but I didn't cuss like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't cuss. I don't know how to cuss. Jada tell me all the time I don't know how to cuss. But, but I just said, I said a word like, you know, I said like, what's wrong with you, man? You can't do inside, 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 inside. Anyway. Um, so then they said, Pastor Conway, here's what it is. 15 years ago when you started the church, you'd do anything for God. If God told you to do it, you'd do it. The problem with you now is he's blessed you with so much that you don't want to risk it all for the name of Christ. There's some of you in that position right now. You don't want to risk it all for the glory of God. You, you, you feel so good. Listen that you're better than most of your peers. When God ain't comparing you to your peers, he comparing you to his purposes for your life. Is there anybody listening to me right now? I need you to hear me clearly because the tribe changed my mindset. And it had to be changed or else I'm just glad that we're doing better than most. And he had to tell me, you are fearful of God and you preach faith but you're not living it in this area how about you how are you doing in the area of trusting your God not to do what he does for others but to do what he's customized for you let's take a look now let me go through these quick and then I'm done number one my ceiling is my response to my my ceiling is my response to my circumstances let me explain. The reason we not pass here is because of how we're responding to the people, the problem, the opportunities that God has given us. And because you respond to it in a, with a bad pattern, you cannot get to the next level of your life. 
Your ceiling is your response to what's going on around you. Number two, I got to go. I got to go. What's the second one? This is all in Hebrews chapter 11, by the way. My ceiling is my, listen, my refusal. I will refuse to allow those circumstances to define me. Are you listening? I will not allow the people that get, that get mad at me. I will not allow the opportunities that I'm afraid to take because it's risking too much. I will not allow the opportunities that you, I won't allow it to define me. I will, I will trust God in the midst of it and let him take me to another level, even if it means I go back down before I go up. Number three, good God Almighty. Not everyone who loves you in the failure will love you in your success. Watch this. Not everyone who loves you down here, and when you're failing and you're failing, and not everyone, oh, yeah, we can do it. We're together. And when you come up here, now, because they still want to live down here, there's some people who will not care about you up here because now they're going to think you think you're too big for us. Good God Almighty, Pastor Conway, you're preaching today. Listen, because you have some people you need to let go of. Give me the four of them. You have some drinking buddies that you love to hang out with. You need to let go of them. Because at the next level, they're not going to be there with you. At the, watch this. At the next level, you can't drink like you've been drinking at the current level. You have some underachieving buddies that you need to let go of. Not, 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 because, not because they're not incredible men and women of God, but because at the second level... God is saying, I just need you to be uncomfortable and be around some people that you don't know that well. The third group of people is some satisfied in life. I'm just, I don't want to go. I'm just good right here. That's because you're hanging out with some one-talent people when God's called you to be a five-talent person. Then the last one, watch this one now. Some people who are willing to lose their family. Just because somebody is willing to get a divorce to go to the next level don't mean you should. Be careful with people who don't have your same values. It's the flip now. That some people are willing to say, I'm only going to hang out with people who have been divorced. No wonder you're going to get divorced. Because that's the only people that's talking back to you. Look at what God did for me. It worked out just fine. So now you're going to say, well, you know what? He did too. Okay. Well, deuces. I'm out. All of a sudden, you want to leave. Everybody want to leave because it's not comfortable. Go to the last one. Watch this one now. The difference between where you are and where you want to be is the, say this word, everybody. That's not everybody. Say this word. One more time. You are not willing to endure. You don't want the pain. So it's much, rather, it's much easier for me to live in the comfort at this level. Yes, I love my car. It's so good. Look at the brand new house. I got my own little study. Yeah, I just left my little room. Woo, look at me. Look, I made it, mama. I made it, mama. That ain't what God, God's not calling you to live here. You've just allowed the trappings of this world to, 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 to you've just become so in love with them that you have forgotten to dream again of where he's calling you to be. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want the pain, you don't want the new level. They come together. Because ultimately, God's trying to see who you trust. Lastly, go down all four of them. Number one, lastly. <clears throat> if you stay where you get the applause, you will stagnate. <clears throat> stay stay where, you get the, where you get no applause. Nobody wants here 
because you love the people around you so much. You love when they say, oh, my gosh, you're so good. Oh, my gosh, you're so great. Oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this. Oh, my God. And you love those people. But when you go, well, you ain't the smartest person. No, everybody looking at you like, do you even belong here? Everybody looking like you like, oh, okay. I mean, glad you're in the room, but so what? And some of you don't like that because you don't like when you're not the star. But to get to where God's calling you to be, you got to go to uncomfortable places so that you can hear how other people think at a different atmosphere and stratosphere so you can do what he's called you to do. Number two, I'm almost done. I got three more, then I'm done. Number two, I need you to say this a hundred times, not now, here on this week. You can have excuse or you can have a progress, but you cannot have. You can make all the excuses in the world, then you won't have progress. Or you can make progress, then you won't tolerate excuses. Ladies and gentlemen, you can have excuse or you can have progress, but say it with me. But you can't have both. One more time. You can have excuse or you can have progress, but you can't have both. You can't. So choose which one you want. And whichever one you choose, progress it's going to get you to the next level. If you choose excuse and blame, you're going to keep blaming people for the rest of your life, and your pattern will be one that never takes you to the next level. Yeah. Next one. It says you're not, if you're not extreme somewhere, you will be great. You, you will not be great anywhere. You see, God's got greatness, but you can't be if if you be average. No, no average allowed. I tell our church team all the time. I tell our kids ministry team, our student ministry team. I tell our, I tell our adult ministry team. I said, you got six days every single week to allow God to, to deposit in you creativity like you've never seen so that his people will never get tired of the word of God. Every week. If you've heard it before, don't say it. I tell all our If you've heard it before, if it's, not, if it's not new to you, then you don't get to say it to our church. Why? Because if it's not new, you, you're not preaching it like your life depends on it. If you want to be, if you want to be, you're not extreme somewhere, then you will not be great anyway. Last one. We're taking it home on this. Last one. You have to choose between acceptance and uniqueness. Some people just want to be accepted. You don't want to be unique. No one will protect your uniqueness but you. People complain. I told you this already. My daddy complained to me all the time. He's going to complain today. Son, you don't need all that. Just preach the word. You don't need all that. He'll say, son, what, what's that on the stage? What, what, what's this? You're building a house now? What's that? This is good things. You don't need What do you have a cake with icing for? You don't need What do you have numbers for? You don't need all that. He'll say it again. He's going to say, by the way, love my dad, we have great, we're talking about money, all that. But, but it's just, it, 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 that's not the way he modeled it for me. He modeled it, you go, you break the word down, this word means, this word means, this word means, and that's the way he's comfortable. And all I say is, dad, I went to sleep on those. So since I went to sleep on those, I'm not going to do that. And so I said, dad, will you just let me be me? We can argue after church but just let me be me. And he said, yes, son, I'll let you be you. And so, Dad, we're going to build whatever it takes 
to keep them awake and to let them get the point. So that's why sometimes I put some up here and I'm not going to use it. But I do it so that you will say, what are you going to do with that? And then I'll never use it. It's to keep you awake. And then you think, you think, oh, he didn't get to that. No, it's not that he didn't get to it. I was never going to use it. What am I trying to say? I'm done. What am I trying to say? I want you to identify your patterns this week so that you will address the pattern. Then I want you to dream again and ask God, God, what are you, what are you customizing for me? What are you customizing for my family? God, help me not to live by sight, but to live by faith. What could it be that you want to do through me, little old me, little old you, and your family? And then just let them dream again. So when you go outside today, you're going to get a piece of chalk. And all I want you to do is anywhere, right where you park, just draw a big old chalk and write what you're asking God for and put it there. And then the next 40 days, I want you to go in the circle, whether it's in your living room, in your wherever it is, closet, wherever it is. And then I just want you to pray and ask God, what do you do for us? What we never dreamed possible. And what, if you really do this, only you get the praise. Because I can, I know I can do this. So it has to be you. I just want a group, of, a generation of believers that really ask God to do the unthinkable through your life for his glory. Heavenly Father, help us to dream again. Help us to have the faith enough to trust you. Even when it's hard. Even when we might lose every doggone thing. But if your voice is clear, then let us take the step of faith and see what you want to do. You didn't have to select us with this assignment. But you did. So help us to believe the faith that you have in us to then to do what you've called us to do. What an opportunity. Lie before every person under the sound of my voice. Every person. What an opportunity to trust God afresh. Like you did God with Joseph. Help us to dream again. And when your brothers sell you into slavery, help us not to blame our brothers, but to own the responsibility and dream again. And when Potiphar's wife accuses us, help us not to blame her, but to dream again. And when the man who went back to Pharaoh forgot us, help us to dream again. Until years later, your brothers come back. You get to look at their eyes. And you get to say, we get to say, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for his glory. If I wasn't here, our family wouldn't be taken care of today. And everybody gets to praise the name of the Lord. Raise the level of wonder, of awe, and of faith in this house. We pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said.
Come on, put your hands together for God. Come on.